0: Getting darker by the day. And I've always been under the impression and assumption that as dark as it may get, that just means that it's a greater opportunity for the light to shine. Amen. The, the light that you have in your pocket, that you have on your phone, whatever the case may be, it's a whole lot more effective when it's pitch black at 3 30 in the morning. Than it is at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Amen. This world may be getting darker by the day, but what a great opportunity for the light of the gospel to shine. Amen. That is my prayer, that it shines through us. Again, so good to have everyone with us in the house of the Lord. Another day, testify for us tonight. Well, to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, we're here tonight. I enjoy
1: listening to Brother Brown preach. A great preacher. And I'm just honored to be in uh, the church. Good to see all of you. Glad all of you are survivors. Yes. And no matter what kind of disease is coming to going, Jesus is right. Yes, he is. That church.
0: message that he preached Uh, hello my name is elmer i've i've listened to uh, messages and i've listened to missionaries preach on 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 missions but i can tell you that's the greatest by far mission a missions message that you'll ever hear of what god can do through a man and uh, and for his glory as a matter of fact that message i had a a friend at work he was a friend uh, I Think of him often. He's no longer um, working with me. He's taking a job, actually, at Florida State University in Tallahassee. And he um, he was staunch reformist and Calvinist, and we would butt heads and talk theology for you know every chance that we got at work. And I believe iron sharpens iron, amen. And we would we'd talk to each other and we'd talk about the Bible. And uh, there were times where he had butt heads with me and I butt heads with him and uh, just just talking back and forth between us and there was one time he came to my desk and I actually had tears in my eyes and he said man he said what's going on with you I said I just heard the greatest missions message that I've ever heard in my life and I was listening to it while in the earbuds while I was working uh, for about that span of 45 minutes there wasn't very much work being done But at my desk I was just weeping and, and crying and he said man. He said uh, I'd like to listen to that if you don't mind. I said sure I gave him that CD and uh, he went to uh, um, a rather large church in the area. I'll just leave it at that and uh, When he got done listening to it He, uh, he said man he said, that, that's life-changing. That's powerful right there. I said, it is. He said, do you mind if my pastor listens to this message? I said, man, I don't mind to be it. Take it to him. Let him listen to it. And, uh, and uh, his pastor um, listened to it. And He sent word to me. He said, who is this guy? He said, I can't believe I've never heard of him. And I told him, my brother her. told him about his missions work overseas. He said, do you mind if I share this with some of my church leadership? I said, Man, I don't mind a bit. I don't have a monopoly on the gospel. Brother Talbert's the one that preached it. So, brother, I don't know who all was impacted by that CD. I don't know who all listened to it. I don't know the rounds that it made. But, but I do know that God used that amen, for his glory in a mighty way. And uh, I, I do love and appreciate him. There's few men that have impacted my life as much as Brother David Talbert. And I appreciate him and his life. And, um, you know, the past several years since the stroke and been bound to the wheelchair, man, but God's helped him each and every day as he's, you know, walking and gaining his strength back. And, um, you know, as much as um, he ministers to me as much now as he did then, because we may go through hardship, but the hardship don't have to stop us. And we can keep on living for Jesus, and God can keep on using us. And, brother, I love you and appreciate you tonight. Sister Judy, testify for us. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Any time you
1: get to go to the house of the Lord, especially in this day and time. Yes. Yes.
0: We do love and appreciate the Albers. Brother Daniel to testified for us. Testify for us. Love
1: for it. Thank you for everything he I'm standing for it. be in a state that no
0: matter what we're going through, he knows that he's not in control of it all. He love. Yes. Amen. Brother Ray Henley, stand to testify. Gracias. We love you too, brother. Amen. We are thankful to have y'all back in service with us. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn with us to the book of Luke, chapter number 3, verse 16. I guess this is part 5 of preaching um, this message on the Holy Ghost and fire, and I can tell you the Lord has has so burned this into me um, over the past several weeks, If the church needs anything, I mean, we need a fresh baptism in fire. A fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost and His power through the first three uh, messages preaching the necessity of being filled with uh, the Holy Ghost and fire while we need this baptism, the importance of this baptism, the, the characteristics specifically of fire and how our life can be touched and changed by fire. And um, last Wednesday night, we began to preach on how to receive this fire, how to receive this baptism of the Holy Ghost. And um, I think I had five or six points jotted down. I didn't even get off point one. But it was like the Lord was uh, just, uh, it's just made this come alive to me. I believe it was on the second uh, message that we were preaching Dealing with on the, the day of Pentecost, how that uh, suddenly the Holy Ghost fell in that house. Came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and um, uh, it said, Suddenly, filled the house. And uh, began uh, talking. I love that word, suddenly. Nobody could take credit for preaching him down, nobody could take credit for singing him down. Amen. But it was God and God alone that got the glory. He moved suddenly and in a powerful way, and that night suddenly the Holy Ghost filled this house. And uh, I tell you, for uh, for the next uh, space of time, there was a liberty in this house to pray, a liberty in this house around these altars. And uh, my prayer tonight is that it would happen all over again. Amen. He would fill us all with. The Holy Ghost and fire. If you're here tonight, you don't have this baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's no night like tonight to get in amen. and to receive the gift of God. If you have been filled with the, the 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 Spirit before, Amen. Be refilled, Amen. With the Holy Ghost and fire. The the Word of God says in Ephesians five and eighteen: Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That word, be, uh, in the uh, Greek is the word playroom, which means to be continuously filled over and over again. The, the word picture that the Greeks used was like a sponge. Amen. Soak up all that you can get. Amen. But we, even when you uh, squeeze that sponge and all the water seems to go out, go under the spout, the spout all over again and be continuously and continually filled. I believe that's the will of God Amen. for His church to be continuously Filled with the Spirit. Amen. I want us to get in these altars tonight and allow the Lord to have His will and His way. The book of Luke, chapter number 3, verse number 16. Very familiar passage by now. And the Word of God says, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water. but One mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am unworthy done loose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. The Holy Ghost and fire. Stretch forth your hands this way and ask God to help us tonight. Father, we love you. We are so thankful for your spirit that we've been made to fill. God, I'm thankful that each and every service, Lord, you've been building on this, this foundation to show us the necessity and the need, Lord, to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I'm asking and I'm praying tonight, God, by a sovereign move of God, that every individual could be filled in this place. God, every individual could be refilled in this house. Oh God, we're we're here tonight. God, with one agenda, with one purpose, with one plan in mind, and that is for you to have your will and your way among us. Father, have your way. I pray that as we endeavor to preach your word. That your glory would settle down in this house. Fill this place, O oh God, as you did on the day of Pentecost. As you filled each and every one of them. As they sat. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Father, may it be a reality at Bible Way again tonight. Would you fill us all once again with your glorious Holy Ghost. Father, we'll be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. For all that you're going to do in advance. In Jesus' name that we pray it. And the church says amen. amen. And amen. There's no way I'm going to go back and, and re-preach and relay the foundation of everything that we have preached up to this point. But as we began preaching last Wednesday night on how to obtain this fire, the answer is very simple. That you'll get the same fire the same way that the New Testament church did. As they sought God, as they prayed, as they received the promise of the Father in Acts chapter number 1, verse 8. When he said, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, in Judea, and to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. There was another commandment that was given to carry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. We have to know and believe that it was the express will of God for that New Testament church to be baptized and the Holy Ghost and power and fire the same way that we must believe if we are born again, the will of God has not changed. It is God's perfect will for His body to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Listen, there was no difference in the body of believers that was gathered in the, the upper room. There was no difference in them than Adam in the beginning. When Adam was made and formed out of the dust of the ground, and uh, the, God created a shell out of that man. But as he was created, as he had uh, all the working parts, he had uh, all the, the parts necessary for uh, containing life. Uh, after God created that man, he still had no life. Uh, and he had no power. It took the very breath of God. To be breathed into Him for man to become a living soul. Uh, That New Testament church that was gathered in that uh, upper room was just like Adam. There was a body that was formed of 120 believers. uh, That uh, had uh, the potential to be great. uh, And to do great things. And the potential... To be used mighty by God. But they lacked the most important thing. They lacked the life and the power of the Holy Ghost. To equip them for the service that God would have them to do. And so the same way that God breathed breath into Adam and man became a living soul. I believe that the wind that blew through the, new te- the, the upper room in the book of Acts was nothing more than the breath of God. I believe that it was the breath of God that blew, amen, into Adam and man became a living soul. And I believe it was the breath of God that was breathed into that New Testament church. And that is what enabled them and equipped them and empowered them for service. And if they had to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, to live for God on their day and to be victorious and to be powerful uh, and to do great exploits. Uh, How much more do we need the Holy Ghost uh, in our generation to fulfill uh, the will of God? Uh, And then I heard Brother Talbert tell many years ago uh, uh, Brother Don Brinkle. I believe he was, if I'm telling the story right, uh, was called onto the floor at uh, one of the uh, Assemblies of God conventions uh, and uh, put to task. They said, I've heard that uh, you've been preaching the baptism of the Holy Ghost as a necessity to get to heaven. He said, Lord, no, I'd never do that. It's the blood and it's the blood alone that equips man for heaven. But if you're going to be born again, you need the Holy Ghost of God. He said, the problem with you guys is you trying to make it all the way to heaven without the Holy Ghost. I don't even want to go to Walmart without the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to be filled with the power and the Spirit of Almighty God. Amen. Why is it that so few people in this hour uh, are filled with the power and the Spirit of God? Uh, the answer is simple. They've made him optional. Uh, they made him a box that you could check, uh, take him or leave him uh, if you don't want him. Uh, amen. You're, you're walking the yellow brick road all the way to heaven. Uh, I'm here to tell you if you expect to be victorious uh, in this life, uh, it is going to take a fire baptized life. Uh, it is going to take the fire uh, of the Holy Ghost empowering you uh, and equipping you to be holy in this present world. You can't do that outside of the Holy Ghost. I mean, you can't be victorious in this present world outside of the third person of the triune Godhead baptizing you in His power, in His ability and His might. I use the analogy Wednesday night, if you want a vacuum cleaner to run you've got to hook it up to the right power source. If you want uh, amen, an appliance a household uh, to operate properly, you can take uh, uh, the uh, electrical cord of a vacuum cleaner and you can put it uh, in a glass of water all day long, uh, but that vacuum cleaner ain't going to work. Uh, you can put it in some other uh, space, and some other uh, uh, place, uh, and just wait for it to run, and it's never going to run. But if you want that thing to run, and you want that thing to have power, you've got to hook it up to the right power source. Uh, you've got to put that thing into an electrical outlet and it's then and only then that'll it run. Listen if you want the power of God present in your life you've got to be hooked up to the right power source. Amen. This power the power of the Holy Ghost must be evidence and must be expressed in your life. That is the only way to live this life victoriously. The power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you want to receive that power, you're going to have to do the same thing that they did. They received the command to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are be being endued with power from on high. They went to the right place. Amen. They didn't go to Capernaum. They didn't go to Galilee. They didn't go to Judea. They didn't go to Samaria. They had the express command from God to go to the city of Jerusalem. And so they packed their bags and they went to the city of Jerusalem. Amen. If you want to be filled with this power you're going to have to be obedient to every detail and command of the word of God. If he wants you in Jerusalem then go to Jerusalem. If he says go to the second pew and lay down on your face before God then don't go to the eighth and sit down on the bench and expect to receive the blessings from God. Go to where he said. Do what he said. He told them to go and tarry until they were filled. Uh, He didn't give them a 10 minute time limit. Uh, He didn't give them a 30 minute time limit. Uh, He said go to Jerusalem and you stay there uh, until you're endued with power uh, from on high. Why is it uh, Amen? that so many people, so few people are filled? Uh, Number one they've made the Holy Ghost optional uh, and number two they're not willing to tarry until uh, if we don't get it in three minutes uh, we're checked out. Uh, We're done. Uh, Amen. If we don't have it on our time schedule uh, then we're not going to get it at all. Sometimes you've got to be obedient to God and carry until He moves. Stay until He moves. And it may be after an hour of prayer. It may be after a week of prayer. It may be ten days just like these New Testament apostles. And then when the promise comes sooner or later the promise will come because it's God's will for us to be filled with the power of God. They were obedient in their unity. They were gathered in one mind and one accord. They were obedient in prayer. Seeking the face of God. They continued in prayer and in supplication. That's as far as we got Wednesday night. But there's a few more things that these New Testament apostles did. And there's a few other characteristics that they had that must be found in us and must be found in In the New Testament church today. Number one. Not only were they obedient to every detail of God. They went where he went. They went where he said go. And they did what he said do. But number two. They had a hunger. And a desire in their heart. For something more. They couldn't tell you everything that there was to know. Brother David about the Holy Ghost. Before they received him. They just knew that Jesus gave them the command. To tarry until they were filled. And there was a hunger on the inside of them to receive Christ in his fullness, to receive all that God would have for them. There was a hunger on the inside of them that the world could not feel. There was a hunger in their soul that entertainment could not feel. There was a hunger and a desire in their heart that even uh, each other, as good as these men and women were, they could not feel. But there was a desire in their heart to receive the fullness of Christ. Uh, Listen, the word of God says that those uh, that hunger and thirst after righteousness uh, shall be filled. Shall be filled. Amen. How is it that I receive. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Number one. Be obedient to what God says. And number two. Be hungry for Him. Amen. Desire Him. Desire the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Shall be filled. I'm reminded of the the Indian. That was out on the the Indian Reservation, there was a, 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 a traveling preacher that was preaching a revival in his town. And the boy gave his heart and his life to God. And The preacher began to preach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and he began to pray on the altar seeking for God to fill him with the Holy Ghost. Several services went on and he was praying and never, never did receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But on Saturday night at the close of the meeting, he went up and he talked to the preacher. And he said, uh, preacher, he said, how is it that I received this Holy Ghost that you're preaching about? He said, if you'll meet me behind the church Saturday morning, he said, I, I want to talk to you and I'll share my heart with you. And so sure enough, the little Indian boy left his, uh, the, the reservation, met the preacher at the church. At the appointed time, and they began to talk. The preacher began to share his heart with him, and he led him to a creek. By this point, it was in the fall, and the water was getting cold, and uh, it was winter was about to set in. But before that river totally iced over, the preacher led him to the river, and the, the he said, Uh, what are you trying to show me? He said, if you want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, get in the river while the river's moving. So the boy jumped in the river and uh, he asked the, the young Indian boy, he said, son, do you trust me? He said, yes, sir, I trust you. The preacher grabbed his nose and dunked him under the water and began to hold him there. That boy, little Indian boy, started kicking, started... Uh, Just uh, jumping around Trying to get out The the Indian boy couldn't breathe And and right before the bubbles Stopped coming up The preacher pulled him out of the water You try to do this today You'll be facing about 25 years in jail I don't recommend it (laughs) Amen But he pulled the little Indian boy out of the water And that boy just let out Tried to get a mouthful of air And when he finally could talk He said preacher He said, What are you doing? Are you trying to kill me? He said, no, sir, not at all. He said, but you know how when you were under the water and you couldn't breathe, all that you desired was for a breath of air, was for oxygen to enter into your lungs. He said, yes, sir. He said, when you get that desperate for the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is the one thing that you want in life, amen, you will receive the gift of the Father. It was like the light bulb went off for that little Indian boy, and it wasn't much longer. He prayed through to the baptism, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, listen, uh, Amen. Do we really desire a move of God in the Holy Ghost as much as we do uh, our next breath, uh, as we desire, uh, Amen? Our next, uh, Amen. Source of life, uh, Amen. We must be that dependent and that desperate uh, for the Holy Ghost. Uh, listen, folks. As much as I want my next breath of air, uh, I want to see God move in my generation. Uh, I want to see uh, the church baptized once again uh, in the Holy Ghost and fire, uh, Amen. He is. the most important thing to the church and it is imperative that once again we have a renewed baptism in this Holy Ghost and Fire. Amen. Amen. Those that hunger and thirst shall be filled. Listen, I believe that there's three reasons why people don't receive the baptism of fire that we're preaching about. Number one, they're not truly hungry. They may say that they want something with their mouth, but their actions tell a whole different side of the story. Amen. Because of the fact of the matter is, you cannot fill a man when he's already full of himself. That's right. Come on. You can't fill a man when he's already full. If you were to take a man that just ate a thirty-two ounce ribeye, a baked potato, and trimmings. And you were to take him to a five-star all-you-can-eat buffet. That buffet means absolutely nothing to him. Because he's already eaten. And he's already full. You can put the, 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 the greatest cuisine in the world in front of him. And there's going to be no appetite there for it because his body has already been filled. But you take a man that hadn't eaten food for a week. You take a homeless man that don't know where his next meal is coming from. And it's been several days since he's eaten anything. You take him to an all-you-can-eat five-star buffet and he's going to wreck the place. Amen. He's going to do whatever it takes to get that food. Why? Because there's an appetite there. There is a hunger there. There is a desire there and there is a need there. Listen, we've got to be like that. Amen. We've got to have a hunger and an increased desire for the power of God in our life. There has to be an emptying out of ourselves that we're willing to lay ourselves down and there must be, amen, a cry to heaven, Lord, fill me up all over again. Not with what I one time was filled up with, but fill me with your glory. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power. I'm hungry, I'm starving I desire you more than I desire anything if that is your mindset and your prayer get ready you're on your way to being filled with this power Hallelujah. Yeah. they had a hunger the word of God says in Luke chapter number 11 ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be opened unto you for everyone, get this, everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth, and the him that knocks, it shall be opened unto him. For those that hunger, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If there's a hunger deep down on the inside of you, oh, hallelujah, The Holy Ghost will meet you there. And He'll fill you. Amen. Number one, while they're not filled, they're not hungry. Number two, many people say that they're seeking the Holy Ghost, but in actuality, they're seeking preconceived notions of what they think the Holy Ghost is. They hear of how the Holy Ghost moved on somebody else. And that's what they're seeking after. They hear how the Holy Ghost gives goosebumps up and down your spine. So they're speaking. They're seeking after the goosebumps. They hear how the Holy Ghost makes us run, jump, shout, cry. Amen. So that's what they're seeking after. They're seeking after the effects of the Holy Ghost. They're seeking after what someone else has experienced or a feeling that someone else describes. And if the Holy Ghost does not move in that exact same way or in the way that their mind thinks, they shut down. Listen. When it comes to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, your preconceived notions or ideas or what someone else tells you has to die. It's not about what somebody else describes. Amen. But it's about what God desires to fill you with. It's about what God desires to do in your life. Amen. There's one thing that you can count on. Amen. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, you may never run. You may never jump. You may never shout. But if you are filled, with this Holy Ghost. uh, You will speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Uh, It was the initial physical evidence then uh, and it's the physical evidence today for the church. uh, But outside of that, uh, amen, clear your mind uh, of what you think the Holy Ghost is uh, or what you think He wants to do uh, and just lay yourself on the altar and say, God, uh, whatever you want to do, do it. Uh, If you want to run me, run me. Uh, If you want to shout me, shout me. Uh, Oh, if you want to break me and let me cry Lord, break me and let me cry. But whatever you do, Lord, fill me with this Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, hallelujah. That is the will of God. The will of God to be filled. Third, they're afraid that they'll get into the flesh. I've seen it happen. One old boy I prayed with many times before to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he was so afraid of getting in the flesh that he totally quenched and shut down the Spirit of God. So afraid that he was going to get in the flesh and do something out of order that he totally put a wet blanket on what the Holy Ghost desired to do in him and through him. I believe that the Lord would take care of that if you read Luke chapter number 11. We've already read some of those scriptures. But verse number 11 says. If a son shall ask bread of any you That is a father. Will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish. Will he give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg. Will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, then being evil. Know how to give good gifts unto your children. That how much more. Shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit. To them that ask Him. Listen, if you're seeking after God. And you're fasting and praying after God, and God's moving in your life, amen. He is not going to let you get in the flesh and be given over to a quasi fake spirit. If you're seeking wholeheartedly after God, amen, he's not going to allow some other instrument or some other means to come and fill you when he's trying to fill you with himself. Listen, if you ask bread of your father, is he going to give you a stone? No. If you ask him for a fish, is he going to give you a serpent? No. If you ask Him for an egg, will He give you a scorpion? No, He's going to give you what you ask for. If you ask for bread, He's going to give you bread. If you ask Him for an egg, He's going to give you an egg. If you ask Him for fish, He's going to give you a fish. And if you ask Him for the Holy Ghost and your heart is right and your life is pure, then He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Press through until you receive the gift and the promise. Of the Father. I don't have to fear. Getting in the flesh. When I'm seeking God. For his fullness. And his glory. I don't have to fear. Getting wildfire. When I'm seeking him. For his Holy Ghost fire. Amen. Why are people not filled? There's no appetite. They have their. Preconceived ideas and notions that aren't being met. Three, they're scared of getting in the flesh. Let all of that die so that the Spirit may live. Oh, hallelujah. Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and fire. Number one, they were obedient. Number two, they were hungry. Number three, they made the Holy Ghost a priority. They made Him a priority. 500 received the promise to carry and to be filled. But ultimately only 120 received the gift of the Father on the day of Pentecost. The difference between the 380 that left and the 120 that were filled is 120 truly made Him their priority. Truly made Him their priority. They left businesses. They left families. They left behind friends. They left behind entertainment. But nothing else mattered but being filled and receiving the promise of the Father. That was the one prevailing thought in their mind. They couldn't explain everything that there was to explain. They just knew that Jesus had promised it. Jesus had told him that the baptism would come, and they made up in their minds that they were going to do whatever they had to do to receive the promise of the Father and nothing was going to stop them. They prioritized Amen. the Holy Ghost. Listen, when we prioritize the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will prioritize us. Amen, when we make Him the most important thing in our life, Amen, He sees that dedication. He sees that sacrifice and no sacrifice will go unnoticed. Amen, listen, the Holy Ghost cannot be bought. There were some that tried to purchase Him with money. They tried to throw silver and gold uh, and money down at the feet. uh, Amen. Of the apostles to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, You can't buy the Holy Ghost with with money, with wealth or power or fame. uh, But make no mistake, uh, the Holy Ghost will cost you something. uh, Amen. It's going to cost you uh, laying your life down uh, so that the power uh, and the anointing uh, and and the empowerment of the Holy Ghost uh, can be a reality in your life. Uh, Listen, the Holy Ghost is just like salvation. uh, Amen. He's free, meaning that you cannot buy him with money. But he is not cheap. Amen. He is not something. Amen. That's just a buy one, get one free. Amen. Or just something that you can buy off the clearance rack. No. It costs these New Testament apostles to be filled the same way it will cost you to be filled. Amen. But when we make him our priority, he will make us his priority. It matters not whether it's in the comfortable churches in the United States of America or whether it's in the corrugated tin huts in Africa or whether it's in the rice fields of the Philippines. Wherever there's a people that's hungry come on. and wherever there's a people that'll make the Holy Ghost their priority, yes. He will come in and He will fill. I remember preaching in Isiolo, Kenya. We had preached there amongst the Turkana and the Samburu people which absolutely hated each other. About 3 weeks before we got there, they were in a civil war with one another killing each other. I don't know if it was a fascination with white men or or what the uh, what the case was, but They put their weapons down and they come together in church services. The governor of that territory came to our crusades and conventions and said, What have you done to bring these people together? Told him, brother, we haven't done anything. God is the one that's brought them together. I can't tell you how many people were saved in that crusade that week, but I'll never forget it as long as I live. In one of the morning services, Brother Jay Hibberts, the Lord laid on his heart to preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost. These are people that lived in grass huts in the middle of the plains of Kenya. No electricity. No running water. Had to walk seven miles to the closest river to be able to get water for their livestock and water to, to cook with and clean with. Very Primitive, the most primitive place I've ever been. But those people, as He began to preach on the Holy Ghost and fire, He said, if you want to receive this promise of the Father, He said, you may not be able to explain everything right now. He said, but I just want you to come with an open heart. Amen. I want you to come with a hungry heart and I believe the Lord is going to meet you here. These people Amen, coming forward knew very little about the Lord. Knew very little about proper theology and proper pedagogy of of scriptures and man's learning when it comes to theology. Amen. But they knew that the Lord had saved them that week and they knew that there was another source of power that they needed to receive. They lined up across the front of that corrugated Ken Church in Isiolo Kenyan we began to pray oh and it wasn't long that the breeze of the Holy Ghost began to settle in that house I couldn't tell what they were praying as they were praying in their native tongue of Swahili the interesting thing about Swahili is you can go five miles down the road and they speak two different dialects of Swahili amen and it'd be totally different one from another you had the Samburos who was speaking in one dialect of Swahili and you had the Turkanas that was speaking uh, in a total different dialect of Swahili uh, had no clue what they were saying Uh, they could have been praying I'm going to eat the white man for supper for all uh, that I knew Uh, but I do know this uh, when the Holy Ghost came down uh, and filled that house uh, and their tongue went from their native dialect of Swahili uh, to the Holy Ghost began flowing through them uh, and speaking through them uh, they didn't know how to explain everything that there was to know uh, about the Holy Ghost that day uh, but they were in hearts and they were empty vessels that were hungry and desired more of God and they made Him their priority and the Holy Ghost prioritized them and I don't know how many was filled with the Holy Ghost that day. I'd say at least 70 to 100 of those native Africans that day prayed through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What God did then in Isiolo, Kenya, God is more than capable and desires to do right here, right now uh, at Bible Way Assembly uh, in the blessed United States of America if we would just make him uh, our absolute priority. I remember in Jamaica we preached uh, a revival there. Preaching on the breath of God. That church at Treasure Beach preaching for the uh, presiding bishop of the The Pentecostal Church of God, an imposing man, about six foot five, six foot six, went to his church to preach on a Sunday morning. The whole time that we rode, we rode a portion of road called Spur Tree Hill in Jamaica. If you've ever ridden that road, you'll never forget it. Winding roads up and down the mountains, up and over. They should change the name of it from Tree Hill to Carsick Road. Amen. Because you'll be sick as a dog. We were running late for church that morning. And so the bishop had the pedal down to the metal going across those winding mountain roads. Brother Corey was sick as a dog. The whole time I'm trying to make conversation with him. He had gone through the school of Christ. Two times in Jamaica, he laughs and jokingly said he fell out with Brother Clendenin because he wouldn't let him go through a third. But he loved the school of Christ, and a man that loved the Word of God. And the whole time we're riding, I'm trying to make conversation with him. I'd ask, I probably ask him a hundred questions. The the answer to my questions was yes or no. Very standoffish. Finally, after a hundred questions, Brother tobert I got the hint. Shut up and leave the man alone. If he wants to talk, he'll talk. But quit trying to pride out of him. We went to church that day. I was intimidated. I was worried. I didn't know why. The man didn't like me. I didn't know if... I didn't put on deodorant that morning. I didn't know what the problem was. He got up and his church and the church was packed full that day. And he began to talk to his people. And he said, I've got a young man from America that's getting ready to preach. He said, I don't know whether he can preach or not, but we're going to let him try. And uh, he's going to come and preach to you and we're going to give him our attention and we're going to see if God will move this morning. What a grand introduction to receive. Began to preach that morning on Jesus being the bread of heaven. He sat behind me at one of the Uh, in one of the the chairs on the platform. And from time to time, I'd try to look at him and find out what he was thinking, where his head was. Son, he looked like a stone statue. No emotion. Just looking at me. I'd preach and I'd hit a point and I'd feel God. I'd slap the pulpit and turn around. No motion, No expression. I began to think, man, this is going to be tough. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. I began to preach and it wasn't long that the Holy Ghost settled down in that house. Finally, after about 10 minutes, I heard him say, Amen. I thought, bless God, amen. I just did something right there. I got an Amen from the old man. After a while, began preaching. I heard him holler again, Amen, turn around. He had his hands raised. I said, Thank you, Lord, we're getting somewhere. After a few more minutes, the Holy Ghost began to move in that house. He was behind me, hit me on the back. I, preach, man of God, preach. Amen. Preach to us. That church went into pandemonium that morning. Many people were touched and had several people come down and get saved. And he pulled me off to the side after church. He said, I have been burned by so many white men from America. He said, I've lost confidence in white preachers. He said, but I can tell this morning that you had a hold of the live wire. And you had a hold to the real stuff. And he said, all of my churches in Jamaica are over open to you. He said, I need what you have inside of my churches. I need the fire of the Holy Ghost. I told him, brother, it's not me. Amen. It's God. And it's the Spirit of God. But I believe this week we're going to have a breakthrough and we're going to have a move of God. That next Tuesday night, I had stood up and hit that pulpit and preached on the breath of God. Amen. They had the, the windows open in that church. There was no AC and it was as hot as you can imagine. But we opened up the windows and churches. The church was about full that Tuesday night, uh, preaching on the breath of God uh, and about along the same lines of the necessity of the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, and how that we need God to breathe on us. uh, And about halfway through that service, uh, I've never really seen it before and I've never really experienced it since, uh, but there was a literal wind that began to blow through that house uh, from one side to another and as that wind began to blow uh, and then people began to jump up on their feet uh, and begin to shout and say, praises and glory unto God it would go to this side of the house everybody would be on their feet and it was a little while that the fire would begin to dwindle down and here come another fresh batch of wind into the house Amen. and it filled the house where they were sitting amen the Holy Ghost was right for Kenya the Holy Ghost is right for Jamaica and I can tell you the Holy Ghost is right for us it is the will of God for that wind to blow in this house again. Again, the same wind that blew in the upper room on the day of Pentecost it is the express will of God for the wind and the fire of the Holy Ghost to blow in this place and for us all to be filled with this Holy Ghost and fire Amen. Yes. Yes. Brother Talbert I've thought many times about one of the testimonies you told in the Philippines about how the Holy Ghost moved in one of those school of Christ graduations or sessions God began to move and God began to bless and everybody under the sound of your voice was slain under the power of God speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance except for you and the interpreter. Amen, because you had to catch a flight out to get back home. Amen. That is my prayer tonight. That the Holy Ghost would blow through here in such a way. That every individual would be filled. And refilled. It could happen. If we make Him our priority. It could happen. If we're truly hungry for a move of God. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. They made the Holy Ghost a priority. The Holy Ghost prioritized them. They did not stop until the promise of the Father came. They had two commands. Number one, tarry. And number two, until. They didn't know how long it was going to take them. It just so happened to be ten days. But the key words here are tarry and until. Listen, there's no time limit when we're praying for more from the Holy Ghost. It may take us five minutes. It may take five weeks. But we just have the same command that they had. To tarry until. To tarry until He is a reality. Listen. And not only should we make the Holy Ghost our number one priority. But we shouldn't stop until He falls. And we're all filled. And lastly close on with this point. When the fire fell they didn't try to control the fire but instead they let the fire control them. Too many times we think we know more than God. We think we know more than the Holy Ghost. We think we know how He should move. We put Him in a box. We limit and quench the Holy One of Israel. That's not what these New Testament disciples and apostles did. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost in that upper room, it was not the will of God for that fire and the unction of the Spirit of God to be contained and to be limited in that upper room. There were thousands of people in Jerusalem that needed to have and experience what they had just received and experienced. As they began to hear the commotion, the commoners in Jerusalem began to say that these men are drunk with new wine. But the Bible says that Peter's standing up with the eleven. I like that. There was unity in that body. It didn't say Peter stood up ahead of the eleven. Peter stood up above the eleven. It said Peter stood up with the eleven. With them. Side by side. Arm in arm. And said, ye men of Jerusalem, listen to us, hearken unto our voices. These men are not drunk as ye suppose. Seeing it is for the third hour of the day. Amen. But this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Peter, the coward, who 53 days before had denied and swore with an oath, saying that he never even knew this Christ now 53 days later he's standing up boldly proclaiming proclaiming, amen that Christ amen is Lord amen and that he's alive and as he began to preach conviction fell upon that crowd cried out with a voice what must we do to be saved amen he told them repent of their sins to be baptized amen and they can receive this gift of the Holy Ghost and fire 53 days before he never would have done that but 53 days later. uh, Amen. 3,000 men and women were born again and birthed into the kingdom of God. Uh, Peter didn't try to quench the Holy Ghost. Uh, He didn't try to put a wet blanket on him uh, and say you can move in the upper room but you can't move uh, down in the streets where we could be persecuted uh, and prosecuted for speaking out uh, against the religious system. No. uh, He just made himself available uh, and the Holy Ghost moved through him uh, and it wasn't long uh, out of that upper room. uh, Amen. all of Asia had heard the gospel because of what God did in that upper room. That is the will of God for us. It is the will of God for us to be filled and for Pentecost to go outside to a lost and a dying world. I thank God for being able to shout inside of a church. I thank God for being able to gather and to feel His good sweet Holy Ghost. Amen. But He's not as much concerned about what goes on in here as much as what we do out there uh, once we've been filled uh, with the Holy Ghost we shouldn't try to quench him uh, and shut him up uh, we should just be a vessel uh, Amen, that's able to be filled and to receive uh, and I'll go into a lost and dying world uh, and pour ourselves out uh, don't try to control the fire uh, but let the fire control you, yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you Lord. it is the will of God oh, yes. for us to be filled and for us to carry Pentecost outside these doors, when Pentecost came, they moved in the flow of the Spirit. They didn't try to direct the Spirit, but instead He directed them. And in one day, three thousand people were born again and birthed into the kingdom of God. Let me ask this question: What could happen in Foley tonight if we all were to be filled and refilled with this power? What could happen in Alabama, in Florida, in Mississippi, throughout our nation and our world? Amen. If we were to truly get on fire with this Holy Ghost, I can tell you we
2: are.
0: Hear me, saith God. It is my expressed will for you to be filled with my spirit. Perilous times are coming upon this earth. Darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness its people. But it is an opportunity for my Holy Ghost to shine. It is my will for my church to push past the barriers and the limitations that they have placed upon me and my spirit. And for me to move in, through, and out of you. So that this world may know that there is a Christ. That there is a Savior. That there is an answer in the world today. Terry, until you receive this gift. Terry, until you receive this power. Power from on high. Power to equip, power to engage, power to change this world, saith God. It is my will, I say again, for you to receive this gift and for you to be filled with my spirit. It is not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh, could you lift your hands and love the Lord tonight? It is His will, church, for us to be filled, for us to be full with His power. Oh, hallelujah. i have done tonight. Five weeks of preaching. Amen. It's over tonight. The rest is up to us. It's up to us to get an appetite, to be hungry, to make Him a priority. If you've never received this gift, there's no night like tonight to receive from the throne room from heaven if you've been baptized in the past, but it's, it's been a while, it is God's will for you, afresh and anew, to be filled with this power. If you are filled, amen, and the Holy Ghost is alive, on the inside of you, don't let Him die, but be continuously filled. Be constantly filled. Be running over with the Holy Ghost. And fire, I wonder if we could tonight To come down to this altar with our hands raised toward heaven. With our hearts open. With our minds fastened upon Him in one mind and one accord. And let's pray together until the Spirit of God falls. Let's pray together until God answers by fire. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.